0: As ministers and believers, it's time to stop fighting online and start uniting and start offering people hope so that they can hear about Jesus in a real way. What am I talking about? Find out in this podcast because it's time.
1: Holy nuclear
0: time bombs! Holy overeating! Holy roller coasters! It's time!
1: It's time!
0: Hello heroes, my name is Tom Pounder and you are listening to the YM Sidekick podcast. This is the podcast where I bring in individuals and we talk about how we can be doing ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And today I'm really excited to have my friend Sly King back on the podcast. And today Sly and I talk about how we as believers and ministers need to stop fighting online and start offering hope. See, social media is this thing where I call, it's a beautiful train wreck. It's beautiful because you can connect with people all over the world and find some commonality and some encouragement. But it's a train wreck too because just like that, in the blink of an eye, you can go from being very well loved to very well hated. You could go viral for all the wrong reasons. And for the longest time, I think ministers have been really good about offering hope and encouragement to people. But of late, and it's not even just the past four years, it's been happening for quite some time, of ministers are getting sucked into the arguments online. They're getting sucked into the controversy online, and they're getting sucked in, and instead of offering hope and encouragement to people, instead of spurring them on to Christ, they're continuing to throw stones and cast division rather than unite people. And so Sly and I talk about how we can be doing this more effectively as believers and ministers. So, I'm really excited about this podcast, and without any further ado, let's get into the interview right now with Sly King. All right, with me right now is my friend Sly King. Sly, how are you?
1: Tom, I am doing well. All is going good. Busy. But you know what? As we know as fathers, we are making it through all the challenges (laughs) that we have to go through. So I am good. I'm good, man. It's good to talk to you and always enjoy the opportunity to get a chance to get with you. I I really enjoy that. Yeah, you're you're one of my favorite people to podcast with because
0: uh, I literally leave every time we talk with just new insights and, and understandings. Uh, You're a great online influencer, uh, and so um, we're going to get into a conversation real quick, but but just in case anybody's not heard you on my podcast or has not seen you on Twitter, on social media anywhere, briefly describe what you do right now.
1: Sure. So, you know, I have been in the social media world for about 11 years or so, and I'm currently right now the social media coordinator and online campus pastor for the worship center christian church here in birmingham alabama and that is the title slash role that i have i think all those who are in ministry know you wear multiple hats in what you do (laughs) Uh, it's, it's a title on paper but you do a whole lot outside of that but i do that as well and of course that is as i say my bruce wayne job and then <laughs> by night batman i am you know a radio personality i've been doing that for 15 years i think almost 16 now so yeah yes, sir. i i love
0: seeing your tweets about what you're when you're getting online and stuff like that i do i have to listen to you sometime online uh because yeah. obviously we're we're in different parts of the country and so but it's really cool um and i just kind of listen to your radio gig sometime you have a yeah, great yeah, voice
1: yeah. you know Well, listen, you know, I I truly always was my critic of that. My father was in radio for 30 something years. And when he passed away, that's how I'd started this journey in the radio. And my mother always was like, hey, you're going to do radio, you know, or I always knew that was something you could do. And he had a voice that just could cut through anything. And I didn't think I was going to be that person. I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. Everybody's like, you don't do that. I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) So you definitely got to check it out because you can listen anywhere. Uh, The great thing about technology, you can listen around the world. That's right.
0: That is right. Well, again, I love talking with you. And uh, this conversation that we're going to talk about right now uh, is something I think you and I both agree with um, and are passionate about and excited about because we're on Twitter all the time. We're on social media all the time. You're the social media guy. I'm a social media guy. Um, and we saw a tweet the other day um, from the wrestling pastor. And if you, if, you li- if you like wrestling and you're in ministry, this is it makes me laugh almost every single day um, he posts. <laughs> but the wrestling pastor posted this, um, and I'll include the tweet in the show notes, but it said the Bible repeatedly um, love one another. And then it said Christians on Twitter... And then he shows a gif of a Royal Rumble, just a big brawl of wrestlers fighting against each other. And I liked it. And I think I even retweeted it or something and said, this is so true that I it breaks my heart because, especially during an election cycle, but it's even gone beyond election cycles now. It's just mm-hmm. all the time. I see Christians fighting all the time on Twitter and other various social platforms And you resonated with it very well, and you said you see the exact same thing. So let's talk about this and and what we can possibly do. So share with me some thoughts, Sly.
1: You know, I got to tell you, Tom, this is probably one of the most upsetting um, conversations to really even have. And the reason why I say that in the sense that we as believers, and and let me preface this by saying those who were actually truly understanding what it means to be Christ-like or attempting to be as Christ-like as we all are trying to be, the way I have seen things carried out by those who are in this air quote so-called Christian movement or radical Christians or evangelicals, the behavior that I have seen over the last year and a half has truly been the total opposite of Christ. And I don't think they're reading the same Bible. I don't think they understand the same stories. Um, I, I don't. It, it, it's it's really disheartening because our job and what we do, right, is to bring people in to help share the good news of Christ and bring them in to that walk and understand that hey, everybody is welcome. But at the other side of that, we've got people who have created divisions and lines in the body of Christ, where He is the real sole purpose to bring us all together. and connecting as the cross depicted, the horizontal and the vertical relationships across the board to reach everybody. And that you have people who are dividing uh, the body of Christ. And that is so far from what God was all about. And it's it's really sad because now we're trying to say, hey, this is what you need to move into and get your life into that and and develop that relationship with Christ. But yet we've got to split this division that is, totally opposite of what that's about and so it really is frustrating um because i've really been at the point of saying you know why would anybody want to be a part of that when we don't even have it all together and we have somehow figured out that our way of thinking this is how jesus was is the way he was in our own mind and i'm like you know that's actually not correct you know I, i really believe tom that if Christ was walking earth, this earth today, he would be the most talked about, the most ostracized, the most hated individual. As much as people say they wouldn't do that, but the behavior that I've seen from people and the true essence of who Christ really was and the people who he really hung out with, all the people who have been disenfranchised or the people who've been put aside, the people that nobody wants to deal with, the people who are being mistreated, all these things, those are the people he would be spending his time with and telling you those individuals who have this belief or they see it a certain way they would have anything to do with it they would not have anything to do with him. and so it's it's really sad man that's just a tip of the iceberg of what we have seen and i know you ran across so much things so many things on social media as well that have been even dividing us as, as 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 race you know has divided us in so many ways when the blood of christ should be bringing us together and that is so far from what's happening.
0: Yeah, I I am uh, this I'm really excited about. I I love my doing my podcast and everything like that and we'll talk about different social techniques and online techniques and whatever strategies. But this is actually something I'm really excited about because I've been wanting to talk about this for a really long time. Um, Because Mm -hmm. it's so frustrating because what I always come back to, Sly, is that Jesus says the two most important things that we should do is to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength and love other people. And that later on, he goes to say that um, people will know us by our love and how we treat other people. And yet what we get on, we've become no different. Believers have become no different. Ministers have become no different than anybody else. And instead of bringing hope to people and sharing the light and love of Jesus to other people, they're just adding fuel to the fire. They cannot help themselves. It drives me insane. And sometimes I have to literally walk away from my computer sometimes and and throw my hands up. I'm like, I cannot believe this person said this because it's not about, they're not about uniting people. They're about creating division and they're no better than anybody else, any politician or anybody
1: no no and that's exactly what i have a problem with because these are the individuals that people are looking at and you know what they're saying they're saying this is why i do not want anything to do with the church yes and i hope everybody that is listening to this understand What you are doing, you are driving people away from Christ more than you're bringing people to Christ. And you are dividing people, and they're telling you, and they're saying to themselves, what people fail to realize is, they don't just say, oh, well, you know, Tom said that, so I'm I'm through with, no, no, no. They say the church, the entire body of church, and they say, this is why I don't go. This is why I don't fool with the church, because they are a bunch of hypocrites and people who should not be spewing hate but should be spewing love. And that's what, what I've seen over the past year or so has been hate. And what I was gonna yeah. share with you, there, I'm sure you're familiar with the letter that came recently from, it was this Southern Baptist author, John Rutledge. Yeah, And I don't, I don't know if you read it or not, but it's, it's disheartening. And I'll have to send it to you so you can read this. Yeah. The letter is by far one of the most vile and hateful. This guy literally, I mean, sent this to a pastor. And he is absolutely just going all the you might as well have stepped back into the 50s. Wow. And what he said in this letter. And it hit home for me because the pastor he sent it to, I actually know, I didn't know that's who he was until today, hmm. because I met him a couple of years ago and saw him twice when I was out in LA mm-hmm. and at a conference. And I mean, it's, when you read this, you're going to absolutely be disgusted. Mm-hmm. The pastor that he actually sent this to literally was just in a shock and awe and stunned that somebody sent this to him and what they said in the actual letter. And it came all from this whole conversation around uh, the Southern Baptist author who wrote this. And it's just an example of where we are. And it's unfortunate because I really believe... And I, I, you know, my feeling about this is I really believe that Christ is looking at the church right now and completely disappointed yep. and completely frustrated because we've had enough conferences, we've had enough uh, revivals, we've had enough prayer meetings, we've had enough visuals, uh, we've had all these things. But when the church had an opportunity to stand firm and to represent who Christ is for every single person, yep. I don't know anywhere in that scripture where he said, he, he came just for this sector of people, yeah. or for this sector of people, or for these folks over here, or those folks that look like this. He came and he died for all people. Those who desire to truly follow him, he came, he came and died for every single person. Yeah. And if you wanna argue that, then I'm sorry, I don't know what Bible you're reading. Yeah. I don't know what translation you have, it's your personal mm. translation. But he came for everybody and so when I see these things across social media it's very difficult because there is no way if we are believers in Christ we should be drawing any line in the sand and having any representation of hate towards anybody no matter who your political affiliation is with you know, that that's irrelevant. And, and and people get hung up on certain things that I've seen and they talk about certain things. You know, I know abortion is a very big issue and all these things of that nature, but don't just talk about abortion from the fact of just the actual inception and the womb. Talk about it from the very beginning, from the womb to the tomb, from the very beginning to the end. There's life that's all in between that. Yeah, It's not just about one side of that story. It's a whole gamut of things they go along with that because every single person matters, and as believers, we should be walking in love. And I have not seen that, I, and I, I, pastors and people who I've seen, I'm like, man, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Well, and I agree, and I want to go
0: back to something you said a little bit ago. But you, you said this: it's it, um, when you speak. Again, you're not just representing you, like me. I'm not just representing Tom Pounder. I'm re- representing me and my family. I'm representing Mm -hmm. the church and everything that I say and do represents the church. So my church, New Life Christian Church, uh, I'm representing them. So if I say something that's so completely out of whack, they're going to be like, well, everyone at New Life Christian Church is out of whack. Then I'm not associating with them. You are a witness in everything that you do. And And the simple fact that you can get on here on Twitter or on social media and say something that again it contradicts Jesus in, in such a vile way is insane. I did a quick little video um, in, um, uh, the other day uh, and I just said, Jesus is the ultimate label breaker. And what we've gotten to is we're labeling people and we're saying that this, this group of people, they're not worthy of love or respect or dignity or anything. And they don't deserve God's love. And again, like you said earlier, Jesus didn't say you can love these people or that people or this. He said all people, all people. It's not just some right. people. It's not just white people or black people or Jewish people or what other people. It's all people. And we need to love right. other people in what we do.
1: Absolutely. And that's the only way, you know, I think the conversation came up, too, at one point. You know, I was talking with someone about, well, how do we heal you know, the only way this the nation and the country heals is if we come together and understand that we all should be walking under the bloodstained banner of Christ. Um, all of us have the same blood running through our veins. All of us have that same clear understanding that if we are believers in Christ, then we should be walking and being Christ-like. And and it's it's so far from it. We're we're more Pharisaic than we are anything else. And and it's unfortunate because again, going back to what you said. It's not just the fact of what you said about representing the church. It's the fact that, Tom, your encounter, your message, somebody may see that and that may be the only time that they may have an opportunity yes. to have any encounter with Christ and it will they will walk away from it and never ever listen or go back to it again because yeah. they're gonna say, I'm not going to be associated with Christ if that is how it is. And, I, and I'm gonna say something else even more uh, astonishing for those that are listening, I have met people who don't go to church, who have no affiliation with the church in any shape, form or fashion, and they are the most kind, wonderful, loving people I have ever met. I have met more vile and rude and vicious people that are in the church than I've met people who don't even go. Right. And that is absolutely sad it's sad that I've met people who I could call right now and they'll give everything they have. Because they're that kind of person. Mm -hmm. But you have people in the church who are totally opposite of that, or their behavior doesn't reflect what it should. And and it's a point where, you know, I think all of us, you know, we've gotten in this political line of things and drawing a line in the sand, you know, at the end of the day, what we do and how we walk should be a representation of who Christ is. And and I'm going to say this. I was frustrated because I began to see it felt like that there was more of an exaltation of a man than Christ, because some things became to a point where they became idolatry in worshiping an individual because I've never seen it to that level, Mm -hmm. never seen it to that level where you're idolizing a person or anyone of that factor more than you do Christ. The elevation of anybody, the conversation of anyone should be about Christ and a relationship with him, not so much so about an individual. And so we we have a responsibility. And I, again, I think that it's sad. I've seen countless videos of pastors and people using their platforms to spew hate, to spew division, to, to say things that. Are nowhere biblically sound. Yeah. And, and what's even crazier is the ones that take scripture and take it out of context and use it in a point. And, and it actually, Tom, goes back to some things back into white rights days when you know they were taking certain parts of the Bible and using that against black people in certain mm-hmm. ways, too. Cause that was what was happening. You know, yeah. people don't understand this. Go read and do your history and your research. There was a separate Bible that black people had that was missing a ton of scripture. Mm-hmm. That they, there was a black Bible that black people had, but they literally were using scripture to justify their behavior. Yeah. It's almost the same thing of what we're seeing today in a lot of areas that is absolutely not correct. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we, we have, I mean, we, we have a huge responsibility um, as, as believers, but I think it's not so much so in lip service. It's about how you carry yourself and how you treat yeah. other people. Yeah. Because I think you can read in scripture too. Countless scriptures talk about how you treat people and the love you have for people and the, the true representation of seeing if your life is in line to where Christ is and how you love one another. That's that's one of the greatest commandments ever. And are we actually doing that? Yeah.
0: Uh, l- listen, I agree with you 100% on this. Um, and what, what, uh, uh, what, as we get into start talking about what can we do to... to be to be better and how can we we be different i just think we have to our personal lives our our in-person real life needs to mirror what we do on social media needs to mirror who we are and if that's who you are in real life and you're a minister or you're someone who's a believer who's trying to lead people to christ then you really need to check yourself and make sure you're following who jesus really is and maybe Mm -hmm. go through and redo what your learnings are but I, I know people on social media who've said, hey, follow me on this platform if you want to learn about church communication stuff. Follow me on this platform if you want to learn about uh, what my personal views are on things. And and they're co- two completely different messages that you send. And I'm like, "Absolutely, so you're not the same person? Like, you're not the same person here that you are over here? And, it's t- and it just drives me crazy. So what can we do, Sly, th- to really
1: to be to be the light of the world you know i think tom uh, one of the things that i had a conversation with a friend of mine that i work with that we have had very good conversations and one of the things that i respect about him and he's he's a white individual and i'm making a point to say that and why i'm identifying who he is because we have different viewpoints on certain things right different things that we see things a different way but you know what makes our friendship so great is that he takes the time he listens Mm. we listen to each other we listen and it's not a thing where it's like, I hate you because you said that, and that's who what you believe, and and your thought process on certain things. We ask questions and he says, Well, man, I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. Or, wow, that that's I didn't know it affected you that way, or all these things that are concerns of mine that it's clear, and this is just the truth. You will not know what it's like and what racism is all about if you've not been black. You don't know, right. I'm sorry. It's not it's not an offensive statement. You don't know, <laughs> you right. know it, it's hard for you. You can't identify, it, that's not racist. Well, you know what? It is not racist to you because you don't know what racism is because you've never dealt with it. Yeah. So you don't know what it is and you can't say those things if you never walked in those shoes. But what's great about our relationship is we listen, we have great conversation and we may agree to disagree. We'll laugh off certain things or whatever but we're never disrespectful but we take the time to listen. And that's the thing that I think, Tom, has to happen. I think we've had a lot of conferences, we've had a lot of things about how to do this better and how to do this, yeah. but what we need is for us to come together and sit down, different pe- different people across the table and have a real honest conversation about what we need to do to bring the church together
0: mm-hmm.
1: and how can we heal together because we're serving the same master. And if we are, we need to identify what we do with those things that he represents. Because if they're not representing the things that he represents and who he was about and what he is all about when it comes to people and how we are towards people and towards all people, then we need to check ourselves and we need to find out how we can do this thing better because we could come up with a billion strategies and all these great gimmicks and all these things to meet, reach people and market people. But people, hate to tell you, if you didn't know this, but authenticity and people and pulling beyond the veil and people not wanting to hear all this fake stuff, they don't care about it. Right. You know, what's been a great example during this time is that, I and like I said, God is amazing in his wisdom because during this pandemic, the churches closed and the buildings were not open and you had the chance to show okay so what do you really know outside of being in the building and now Mm -hmm. you're having to take the gospel and, and and do it a different way yeah but we are all the body of christ we are all walking buildings church individuals who represent christ and how are you representing him because you can't go into a building how are you doing that and we've been challenged with something that we honestly have failed and so now we got to get to a point of saying, so what do we do? We got to take the time to listen. We got to have more conversations. We got to be willing to put aside the the hateful spew and all these things and have real, honest dialogue. And say, hey, listen, I feel this way, and I got to be honest with you, I've been struggling with it. Let's talk about what it is you've been struggling with, and let's talk about why it may have been that way. You know, I, I'll say this: I heard a pastor talk about the fact that, and it was interesting because pastor is a huge church, very large church. And he was at a conference and all these pastors were there. And he was talking about, you know, um, just race relations. And, you know, people say, well, have your, you have a diverse, I have a diverse church and blah, 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 blah. He was like, well, look at the executive team and tell, and we'll, we'll see if it's diverse. And then he got into his personal conversation about himself. And he said, you know, he was talking about things and God was dealing with him. And God was like, Hey, would you, would you be able, Okay, if your daughter, you know, married a black man. And he immediately stopped in that moment and realized, I got some work to do. Mm. Now, he didn't have, he didn't think in his mind he had any issues racially, anything like that in his heart or in his mind, he didn't think he did. But he got checked at that moment. Now, fast forwarding, his daughter ended up marrying a black man, but this was just something that God was dealing with him with. And the whole point is, we all have work to do. But if we're not willing to take an internal look at ourselves and take the time to say hey you know what maybe i have some things i need to clean up in my heart maybe i have some things that i need to fix maybe there's some things in my heart that i never dealt with because i've tried to mask them over with this whole facade of of walking a certain way maybe i really have a problem with certain people and i really don't know how to address that we have got to do a better job of having these conversations and listening to one another and taking the time to understand, okay, Salai, well, tell me why you feel this way about something. Look, we all worship differently. We all do certain things differently, and that's just the beautiful part of us having diversity and being different. But at the end of the day, there's more that really brings us together as believers than divides us. And, and, you know, and that's where we have to really start. And so I think it's overdue for us to have a true, you know, we're going to have a conference about something. Let's talk about how we can bring all of us together in a greater way and help heal because the church needs to heal. It's no question about
0: it. I, I agree with you 100%. And what keeps on ringing in my mind as you were talking was what Stephen Covey said about seek first to understand rather than to be understood. Too mm-hmm. often, we want people to understand us without us taking the time to understand where they're coming from and who they are. And so you're right. There's a, there's so much that brings us together uh, and then little that separates us. But we allow those things that separate us in the, to really divide us and to think in that, okay, Sly, if you and I disagree on something, that the world is telling us we need to hate each other. We need to not like each mm-hmm. other. I need to not talk to you ever again. Well, what Jesus calls us to do is to love each other, support each other, to encourage each other, get to know them. Jesus, again, is our ultimate example here where he taught us all the stuff by, look who he hung out with, as you pointed out earlier, who he hung out with was completely different than what the world thought the Messiah, the savior of the world was going to hang out with. And it just radically Absolutely. changed everything.
1: Absolutely. And, and I think, again, you know, if you really do some digging historically and you dig into uh, geographics and all the different things and true understanding of some things biblically, you'll find that Jesus was around a lot of people that you might, in your mind, not think that he will associate himself with, period. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and and a lot of stuff has not been taught accurately. A lot of stuff has not been depicted accurately, uh, just simply because a lot of times, you know, people just did not want to face the reality of it. It's not about trying to say, okay, well, this person look this way or whatever the case may be. But the real reality is, it was a lot different and more diverse than what you think, mm-hmm. much more diverse and different than what we've seen in our Sunday school drawing, you know, books, the <laughs> little cartoon books. Yeah. It's a lot different than that. Yep. But the whole point is, as you mentioned, it's us coming together and sitting down and and then talking through these things and finding out does our behavior does it line up with what Christ is all about? You know, because again, we can have conversation and dialogue about stuff, and I've talked to people about certain things and. I'm like, listen, you got to understand a lot of stuff that we are facing or people like myself who've dealt with for years, there are things that have been here way before we even got on the planet. Mm-hmm. They have been here and in place way before we got around. It's not new. You know, none of these things happened overnight. They just yeah. didn't miraculously show up. They've always been here. But we have more access to things now. We have more ability to shoot, post, and and see things faster than we ever were able to ever. So because of that, we're seeing things, we're like, whoa, but a lot of this stuff is not new. Yeah. You know, and so again, I think that we have to take some time to really listen and listen for understanding. You know, and that's why you, as you mentioned, the Bible is a great example of you patterning your life. Around it and is saying, "Am I living up to what the Word of God says as relates to how I am to people, how I am when it comes to looking at things and seeing them as Christ would see them? Because in spite of your faults, in spite of all of your hang-ups, He loves you anyway. Yeah. The only thing He sees on you when you accept Him is, is is His blood. Right? We we always talk about the blood that covers our sins and all those things. That is what He sees that that washes away." the sins that we have and at the end of the day that's the thing that really is the main focus and the important piece we have to understand but we cannot make the mistake of driving people so far away from Christ because we're we're bent on it being our focus and our agenda and our personal feelings what is what does Jesus have to say yeah what does he have to say about people in these positions or us as a whole when it comes to how we are towards people. And you know, as I mentioned, what the tree is known by the fruit it bears. There's a lot of trees, yeah. but the fruit that it's bearing ain't worth is not worth eating and is not edible in any shape, form, or fashion. And that's that's very, you know, again, it's very disheartening. Yeah.
0: Well, Sly, this has been awesome. I mean, again, I could talk to you for hours upon hours at, at a time. <laughs> but this has been awesome. And I think it's a great encouraging message for us to to really check ourselves and to see. what what we're doing on social media and and how we're portraying ourselves. It'd be good to even you just go back over your last series of tweets or posts, you know, and say, hey, what am I representing as I posted this? You know, who am I representing? Am I representing Christ or am I representing somebody else that is not Mm -hmm. Jesus in what I'm sharing online? Um, And so... But this has been great. And I, again, I think we should have a follow-up discussion on this as well. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I I was hoping you'd say that, Tom. I really think it's a conversation that we can dig into and talk more about um, because I think it's very important. And I think that in order for us to move as a body collectively, we've got to have these discussions. And no, are they comfortable? A lot of times, mm-hmm. no, they're not. No. Okay. Nobody nobody likes you. know The worst person <laughs> you like to deal with and see is yourself and your reflection and the person you have to deal with. You it's know. easy to say out of sight, out of mind, right? It's yeah. hard to deal with the person in the mirror. So yeah. I think it's good that we're we're, we're having this. And, and I, as always, enjoy uh, you know talking with you. I, I absolutely love it, man. You're you're a great individual, and, and truly honored that our our you know our paths cross.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too, my friend. Me me too. Well, if someone wants to ask you a question or whatnot, what what is the best way for them to get in touch with you?
1: Well, you can easily get in touch with me across social media. Get at me on Instagram or Twitter. I usually respond back to people um, at I am Sly King. Very easy. Both of those platforms. You can hit me up. And, you know, my famous line on my podcast is, you know, I don't expect you to agree with everything I say, but I do expect for us to be respectful and, and to respectfully agree to disagree if that's where we land. So you know, I look forward to another conversation, Tom. Uh, yep. Definitely you and I got to catch up anyway. I know life yep. has been interesting across the board, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but it is a blessing to uh, get a chance to talk with you, man.
0: Yeah, and we we need to catch up on some college football stuff too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. a lot is
1: a lot has happened. A lot has happened from Auburn Tigers, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Well,
0: and they're they're playing Penn State this coming year, and that, Penn State's my team. So you know, we, I know that, yeah, I, I know that's, <laughs> yeah. I know. I'd already
1: thought. Listen, I'd already thought about that too. I said, yeah. I know Tom's team is Penn State. I said, we got to talk about that. So yeah, yeah, yeah we, don't. Yeah. yeah, we got time for that, man. So Tom, thank you, man. And I look yeah. forward to uh, to talking with you soon.
0: Yeah, thanks, Sly. All right, so there you have it, my conversation with Sly. And right now, I would just love to hear what you're thinking about this. Do you agree, disagree? What What do you think uh, about this? I would love for us to carry this conversation on uh, online. Let's go to Twitter and uh, let's talk about it a little bit more um, and be loving, understanding, and respectful of each other and let's have a good conversation. So hit me up on Twitter, at Pounder, and uh, we'd love to carry this on with you a little bit more and hear what you think and what you're doing to work on how you can stop fighting more online and start uniting people in Christ. What can you do? Let's talk about it. All right, heroes, well, that wraps it up for us. Another episode of the YM Sidekick podcast. As always, if you go to iTunes or Spotify, you can subscribe to it, or you can go to ymsidekick.com and subscribe to it there. I've got all the blog, the vlogs, um, the podcast, the ebooks, and information about the digital boot camp, the free Facebook group, where we have ministers come in and we learn about digital tools and trends that are happening around the world and apply it into our ministry context. And so that is all available at ymsidekick.com. We'd love for you to be a part of the Digital Bootcamp Facebook group. All right, Heroes, well, I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week, and until next time, have a great one.